oh, I should just know I'm the guy. I should just know if I want to take the lead, I have to know. I, I just have to come up with the solutions. I have to be the one that solves the problem, right? You're always thinking this way and it is wrong. It is wrong, especially when it comes to your sex life. Do you ever wonder why your sex communication with your partner is just not going anywhere? It's not getting you answers. You keep getting the I don't know. You're not sure how to respond and it's frustrating as hell. I categorize two sides of communication. One is effective and one is ineffective. So I created a free training for you so that you understand the difference between these two and you can start understanding, okay, what does ineffective communication look like? Is that what I'm doing? And what does effective communication look like? How can I start doing more of that? So if you go to the link in the show notes of this episode, you will find that freebie. So pause this episode, go sign up for that. Make sure you get the PDF also so that you have a guide in front of your face and you watch the training video. I hope it helps you. Welcome to What I Love About Sex, where some incredible guests and I, Steph Kanowski, will be bringing you the tools for improving your sex life with topics such as sex issues with your partner, sexual self-confidence, premature ejaculation, sexual shame, masturbation, sharing your fetishes, orgasmic pleasure, and more. Sex is still so taboo, and I personally believe that by improving our understanding and communication skills around sex, we can enhance our own self-pleasure as well as deepening our long-term romantic relationships. So listen in, try to stay open-minded, and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. In this episode, I want to remind you of your ideal sex life. I think you can all use a refresher of what you're actually looking for, what you actually want. One of the most interesting things with me being a sexologist and sex coach for men is when I take on a new client, I'll ask him, all right, what do you want? And it's just this constant, I don't want this, I don't want that, I just want it to be great. I don't want this, I don't want that, I just want it to be fulfilling. I don't want this, I don't want that. So there's such a huge focus on what they don't want, but even when they do explain what they want, it's so generalized, it's so bland. It's like, I want it to be great. And then when they go back to what they don't want, it's all these specifics. Like, I don't want her to say, to not talk, I don't want her to be silent the whole time. You know, like they'll, they'll use specifics for what's not going well, but when it comes to what they're actually looking for, they don't have the specifics. And this is why a lot of you struggle in your sex communication with your partner, because you sit down and you try to have a conversation and you're like, why aren't we having sex? I just want to have more sex. I just want to have good sex. And she's like, well, I don't want it. You know, like either because it's overwhelming for her because it's just like, There's no specificity um, and the topic of sex in general overwhelms her. So she'll say, I don't know, or she'll flat out say, well, no, I don't care, or that's not what I want, or okay, we'll work on it. You know, she throws something general back at you. Okay, we'll work on it. Like, what does that mean? What does I want good sex mean? And what does okay, we'll work on it mean? That dialogue is not going to get a result that's in favor of either people. because it's just too generalized. It's not specific enough to bring clarity to both people as to what the actions need to be moving forward, right? So as a coach for men, as a sex coach, what I'm doing is I'm 
number one, the most important thing is like understanding their ideal sex life so that I can pull some pieces together and create a step-by-step process to getting closer and closer and closer to that so that they see progress. Um, they understand that it's progress because we put the step, we clarified each step. And when you clarify each step and you start making progress towards your actual goal, your mood is better. Your approach is better. You're more open to listening to your partner because you feel like you're getting somewhere. You feel like something's happening, right? There's more hope. There's more enthusiasm. There's more empathy. There's more um, opening yourself up to create a space to talk about this stuff. It just happens, all right? And what I mean by it step by step by step would be, you know, maybe some guy who wants to have more flirtation in his relationship. And that's really important to him. And right now they're not flirting at all, but they used to. And step one would be like, all right, first let's address the elephant in the room with your partner, right? With your wife. Let's tell her, like mention something to her around the lines of, um, hey, this is random, but I was thinking, remember when we used to flirt? And, or remember when we used to do this thing together and we would have like tickling wrestling fights That was so, that was so funny. I kind of miss it, to be honest. And see what she says. And then they'll take, they'll take that step. They'll do that. And then they'll hear from their, their partner. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was fun. That was nice. And then it's an acknowledgement. It's like, oh wow. She actually feels good about that too. Okay. What's the next step? Right. And then a next step would be, all right, now asking her or yeah, flat out asking her, Hey, like, you know how I, I mentioned the, the tickling fights or the wrestling? Um, and we both, you know, obviously we both used to enjoy that. Like, what do you think if we started just being more flirtatious? Like, I know this is kind of awkward, but like, what if we were just more like, if we kissed at least once a day, do you think we could start doing that again and just see, see what happens? I just, I miss being close to you. I miss feeling like connected with you. And this is a great step because it's, it's a step of vulnerability and it shows, hey, all right, this is kind of awkward bringing this up because it is awkward. And I always tell my clients when it comes to bringing up a topic that's awkward and you feel that way, speak it out. Like it's okay to say that, hey, this is kind of weird. Like this is kind of random because it is, it does feel weird. It is a little awkward. It's probably awkward for her too. So you kind of break the ice when you say things like this and you call out the realistic emotion that's attached to you explaining this. Um, so anyway, if you were to say, if you were to say this and ask to kiss her once a day, see how specific that is? It's, hey, I miss connecting with you. Remember we used to do this. Um, I would love to get back to this so I feel closer and I feel more romantically connected. How about we try kissing once a day? And if she says, okay, let's try it. Now you're in the place where you have this acknowledgement from her. She's willing to try that step. You're, you don't have to fear rejection because you've already talked to her about it. So when you go in for that kiss, she's much more likely to be receptive and if she's not, you can call her out and be like, oh, okay, I thought we were going to try this. You know, you said you were open to, to trying this. And then you might get some information. If she's like, yeah, I said I was open to trying it, but I'm upset with you today. Oh, why are you upset? And then you work things out, okay? So, but see how that's a step towards intimacy. That is a step towards more sex. 
that is a step towards good sex. Because if your ideal sex life overall is kissing more during sex, is feeling connected to your partner so that you don't have to guess the next time you have sex, you know you can initiate confidently, and 90% of the time she will say yes to you. If that's you, which is, it's most guys, right? It's not all guys, it's most guys. And that's why I'm using this example. But if your ideal sex life is I initiate and I feel confident initiating because my wife is 90% of the time down and even when she's not, she's, she's sweet about it, she's empathetic. Uh, I never feel rejected even when she says no. Um, I, we kiss a lot during sex. I feel really connected to her. We have time when we're just like, when I'm just holding her and she's, we're just saying nice things to each other. Um, my ideal sex life is there's no pressure on either of us to have an orgasm. We just feel like we're, we're having fun and we're feeling good together and we're very open about our desires. We don't shame each other for our desires. We, we are open to trying new things when we share desires. We we tell each other what makes us comfortable about that and what we're willing to try. All right, so these are specific things that create an ideal sex life. So if kissing is in there and you're taking a baby step of asking your asking your partner, hey, remember when we used to kiss? Can we get back to that? What do you think we try kissing once a day again? That's a step towards that ideal sex life. And it's not as overwhelming as just going to your partner from not flirting and not kissing and hardly connecting and being like, I want more sex. I want great sex and we're not having it. You know, like, can you see how that's overwhelming when you come across from zero to 100, I want more sex. And she's like, whoa, we're not even connecting at all. Like, how can you expect us to have great sex when we're here, when we're at this place distance wise? There's too much distance. To feel, for sex to feel natural and frequent, as frequent as you'd like. There's too much distance, all right? So of course she's not saying all this, and most, most people will not, but this is the underlying tone. This is the underlying message of why most women do not want as much sex as their male partners, all right? There's too much distance. There's not enough you listening to her. Her needs aren't really being met and because there's no communication around them. That's on her and on you. And it's important to take the baby steps, to take it step by step to get to your ideal sex life. So see how first you have to know what your ideal sex life is. As I mentioned in the beginning, if you don't know what your ideal sex life is, then you won't know that like if kissing is a part of it, you can't take out that one piece and bring it up to your wife and start having a conversation about kissing and an action around kissing on a daily basis again. Right? You can't, you, you won't know how to find steps unless you have the ideal that's very specific first. You need to have the specifics within your ideal sex life first before you could take the steps leading up to it. And they have to be in steps. Like I said, you can't go from nothing or sex once a month to sex four times a week like that. There has to be a buildup of communication and connection. There has to be. Because if that's not, if there's no buildup of that, if you're not creating a comfort around these things that lead to that being a natural thing that you do, meaning sex, then it's not going to happen, right? So you have to take it in little steps so that you feel confident each step along the way. And then you start noticing the progress, right? First was bringing up a random memory, like I said. Oh, remember when we used to have like tickle fights and stuff? And you just bring it up and see what her reaction is. That's it. 
You don't have to say anything or do anything. And next step, you actually are looking for her feedback where you have a suggestion with an action to kiss on a daily basis. And then if she says, yes, okay, let's try it. Great, you have permission now to just go for that every single day and work on that action every single day, right? Maybe the next step is, is cuddling on the couch, right? Because that's more intimate if you're cuddling for 20 minutes, you know, watching a show together. That's actually more intimate than a kiss a day because a kiss a day can be like a peck a day, right? We're not talking about how romantically involved the kiss is. It's just getting used to lips on lips, right? If you're, so cuddling would be a next step where you introduce that and just maybe casually ask her if things have been feeling good, you've been kissing every day, maybe the kisses are getting a little longer. And I do advise my clients, go in for a three to six second kiss. Six second kiss is a kiss, all right? That's a kiss. Um, I'm not saying you have to have a makeout session, but even just like being engulfed in your partner's face. (laughs) That's what you want. You want to try to create a form of actual intimacy, not just a and then run away, right? You can start with those little pecks, but try to make the kiss last a bit longer for the purpose of intimacy. So, so see how cuddling on the couch, you, you saying, Hey, I was thinking we could go on a date night and this Friday, what do you, do you have any ideas? I was thinking here or here, we used to go here. Do you think any of those three or do you have another idea, right? So here, here you're bringing up another suggestion. You're also making her part of the suggestion by throwing out some ideas and asking her perspective and if she has any other ideas. The more you allow your partner to give you ideas, no, hey, I think we should do this instead. How about we do this? Go for it. Because that's where your partner's enthusiasm is coming from or current comfortability. And if they have a suggestion, if she has a suggestion, then you, you want to try to go with that suggestion and meet her where she's most comfortable at because that's going to get you the best progress, right? Okay, so step three is scheduling a date night. You're both making it, you're both deciding on what the date night is. And, and then saying like, hey, maybe after we can cuddle on the couch and watch the rest of our show or watch, watch this movie, you know, whatever. Um, there's still no pressure of sex, right? No pressure. You're just, you're cuddling and you are just feeling out the vibe of how you're growing in a deeper intimacy. So see how that's a more intimate step than the one before, which is kissing once a day. A date night and a cuddle sesh is more intimate than a little kiss every day. Um, A little kiss every day is more intimate than you bringing up a random memory and then kind of walking away and not creating any conversation around it, right? All right, so once you get to the cuddling and the date night and the cuddling and you've had that experience and it, and it was a nice experience and you're like, oh wow, like we're actually like starting to physically, intimately connect again. Um, then you can bring up the topic of sex. It makes more sense because now you're at that point where it's like, all right, we've been, we've been intimate, we've been physically close we're comfortable enough at this point to bring up this topic and have it go like somewhat well, right? It may not go totally well or as you you want it to go, depending on where you're at, right? But it's, chances are it won't be as bad as, it will not be as bad as before these three steps, right? So maybe you're asking something like, babe, do you think we could talk about our sex life? Because 
I've really enjoyed connecting with you the last couple weeks, the last few weeks, maybe three weeks, you want to work on this stuff. Um, and I just want to, you know, talk about, I, I want to understand like what we both want when it comes to our romantic life, you know, sex, but also outside of sex, like the stuff we've been doing, like kissing and going on date nights and cuddling. Like, I want to understand like what you're, what you're looking for as a romantic partner from me. And I want to be able to share with you what I'm looking for also. So this is a great way to show that like, all right, I'm not just saying, all right, when are we going to have sex? Because this is how a lot of people communicate. They just throw out these words like, okay, well, we went on a great date night. I don't know why you don't want to have sex with me. Because you never talked about your sex life. <laughs> like, you don't understand where she is. You don't even know where you are. And that's why you suck at communicating. So you have to be able to first understand where you're at and what you want. And then bring it up to your partner and say, I really want to understand where you're at and what you want. And I want to be able to, I want to explain to you where I am and what I want. So that we're both on the same page and we both feel good moving forward with our sex life instead of, you know, feeling this awkward distance that I feel we've been feeling the last three years. This is a man who takes the lead, by the way. This is a, this is a masculine man. This is a man who's like, all right, I see a problem. I'm not only finding a solution, I'm not the one just finding a solution. I am getting the most important person's feedback so that we can create a solution together. And I'm holding her accountable to coming up with that solution with me. All right? Men who have big egos and suck at communicating will just try to solve the problem their own way. And because they try to solve the problem their own way and don't get their female partner's feedback, that's why it doesn't work. Because if they don't get her feedback, she's half the, the missing link. Like, she's the missing thing. <laughs> like, you need her feedback in order to get a solution. There is no solution without what she's thinking, without knowing what she's thinking or what she wants. You can't just guess. Do not chronic assume. Do not chronic assume that you know what she wants or you know what's best for your sex life together. And you think you have to know because you're the man. You don't have to know. You're not supposed to know. Do not chronic assume and think you know when you have not talked to her and heard the words out of her mouth. She's half of the puzzle here. You're the other half. So are what you want, like how you're feeling currently and what you want just as important as her? Yeah. Yes. But because you're taking the lead on trying to understand her, you have to get that information. All right? And if you're listening to this and and um and you're a if you're a woman, then it's the same for you. Then you have to take the lead on getting this information. So whoever is more aware and whoever who wants the thing that you're fed up and you're like, you know what? I'm tired of having a boring sex life. I'm tired of having no sex. Like I want this to work. Then you have to be the one to start making it work, but you need your partner's input. That doesn't mean, this doesn't mean just because you want it to work more that you come up with the solutions. That's not fair. And it's not your responsibility to come up with solution, a solution for both people. So that should take pressure off of you. All right. I'm saying that to take pressure off of you and to remind you that it's, always, it's also going to be a turnoff if you're just saying, hey, here's what we got to do. She's going to be like, wow, okay, so you're just deciding, you just know what to do, right? Like, don't even talk to me. Don't listen to what I have to say. You just know what to do. 
this is this is why most women get pissed off and why the number one concern with women as to why they end up leaving men which more women leave men than men leave women in relationships marriages is because she's not feeling heard and this is what i'm talking about this whole thing her not feeling heard has to do with her male partner making solutions coming up with solutions without her input and she's either trying to say something and it's hurting his ego so he's not considering it and he's coming up with something that doesn't match what she just said so she's like what the fuck like that doesn't match with what i'm saying like you're not hearing me you're not listening to me okay so it's either that or it's a guy never even asking her thoughts and just assuming oh well i take care of everything i'm going to take care of this too no 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 you're both in it together you need her opinion just as much as you need her own and that means you need the specifics of what she's looking for in an ideal sex life all right and then once you get those specifics it's so rewarding guys and things get so much easier because you're like holy shit i know exactly what she's looking for like we broke it down to the point where it's so clear and obvious right wouldn't it feel so good if would okay so there's one let's say there's one situation right where you just assume you chronic assume and you you assume that that you that she needs um more you need to go down on her right during sex more and you're just like okay this is going to fix our sex life i'm just going to go down on her that's what i'm going to do that will solve things cuz it's just about her i'm going to make it about her right and then you go with that strategy without talking to her without asking her if that's what she's looking for or what she wants what she feels she needs or what's ideal sex for her and you just start doing it and you just start asking her oh come on let me eat you out let me eat you out let me go down on you and she's like no no and then you get upset and frustrated and you're like i don't get it like what do you want what do you want from me and she's like what right it's it's because you pulled out your own solution without even confronting it with her asking her you're just assuming that she would like that thing because most women like that right so you feel like she must too no don't go with you feel like go with what you know so in order to know you have to ask her hey what do you think would make what do you think is your is in your what are three things in your ideal sex life with me And if she's like I don't know, then you could be like, "All right, well, I I for me, I'll give you examples of mine. Um one would be I we kiss a lot during sex. Uh I miss kissing you, so that would be one. Um I would love I would love more blowjobs from you because you're so good at it and you look so sexy giving them. even if they don't bring me to to come like even just you doing it for a couple minutes is is awesome and that would be like that would be a great start for me just so you know um and then another one would be um us trying new positions cuz i feel like we we got caught in the same like two positions for a while so it would be fun to try out some other ones so that in that's those are three things that would be ideal for me in terms of what we could change so what do you think yours are and if she's still like hmm i have to think about that be like well what do you think what's like one would one be me eating you out more and maybe she's like no no i actually don't really i don't really feel feel good when you do that like i'm just like oh, i'm a little insecure right now so i actually that's not really ideal for me in the moment 
And maybe she won't flat out say I'm insecure about that, but maybe she'll just be like, no, that's not one. All right, and don't try to push it. It's probably, it probably is because she's feeling insecure. She doesn't feel connected with you enough for your head to be down there. That's also a thing. Um, you don't know, but just listen to what she's saying. Um, well, do any of yours match my three? Like, would you want to kiss more during sex? And she's like, yeah, I mean, that would be nice. Yeah. Okay, so let's, what do you think, like, we, we try to do that more next time? Okay, yeah, we could try that. Doesn't that feel so much better? Like you're not going in and now next time you have sex and you go to kiss her, she will understand where you're coming from and she will be more receptive to that. In fact, it might, it probably does feel good for her too to know that you want that and you both want that. It's gonna feel better for the both of you. And it's just gonna feel less pressure. You're gonna be more comfortable doing it, more confident going into it, whoever initiates, right? She might initiate at this point because you're both so clear. This is effective communication. This is called effective communication. And this is the freebie um, that, I, that I told you about at the beginning of this episode. So check out that freebie because it will give you a, an actual PDF guide so that you know what I'm talking about in terms of these differences between ineffective and effective communication. Um, so important. And there's way too many, too many people having ineffective communication around sex and the effective is the only one that works truly. And it feels so good and it actually leads to results. It leads to connection and it doesn't always happen quick guys. So don't feel like me throwing this example at you. It should just be like, she's like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Okay. Yeah. And I want this. Okay, great. We're perfect. It's not going to happen like that, but you'd be surprised. You would be surprised how you ask a clear question and get a clear answer you never knew you would get. And then you try that thing and it works and you're like, holy shit, <laughs> like what? I opened a new world. So literally asking a clear question, getting a clear answer. And now my confidence is boosted because I had that clear answer to move forward with that I can now take action on. I don't have to fear rejection because I got a clear response from my partner about that thing. Holy shit. You know, think about how much anxiety that will get rid of in your day-to-day life whenever you are around your partner and you're alone. If you know, because it came from her mouth, because you were listening, because you asked the question, hey, do you want to kiss more on a daily basis? Would you want to do that? Do you want to try doing that? I miss kissing you. I miss connecting with you. What do you think? Or do you want to try something else? What do you think? And she's like, yeah, I do. I actually do miss that too. It's like, whoa. Shit, she misses it too. Like, it's kind of like a moment where now she comes home and you're together in the kitchen and you just lean over and kiss her and she kisses you back. And it's like, wow, I didn't have to fear rejection. I didn't have to overthink it. I didn't have to feel this underlying resentment as we're chopping up this cucumber that, I, that we never are intimate anymore. We never have sex. We never do anything together. You're not overthinking these things because you're taking action on understanding her and then implementing what you're understanding. And when you're going in for that kiss, you know you've talked about it. So you're not like, it's not this built up anxiety to do this simple thing. You can do it because you talked, you understood, you listened. See, and it's not, it's not that hard to listen. It's just like, it's a skill though. It takes a habit. You, You have to get used to it. You know, but it's not hard. You just need the repetition. And, and I think what makes it hard for men to, to keep that repetition is 
your male ego and your chronic assuming, once again, that you should know everything because you're a man. And in order to take the lead, you just have to automatically know things. But that's not true. So get that out of your head because that, that idea that, ha- that has been ingrained in many, many men, I would say the majority of the male population believe this. Oh, I should just know I'm the guy. I should just know if I want to take the lead, I have to know. I, I just have to come up with the solutions. I have to be the one that solves the problem, right? You're always thinking this way and it is wrong. It is wrong, especially when it comes to your sex life. You shouldn't just know. Can you still protect? Can you make her feel safe? And can you help her with decision fatigue when she has it, as many of us do, myself included? Yeah, sure. That doesn't mean you can't ever solve problems for her if she wants a problem to be solved for her. Then yeah, do it, that's amazing. I personally love when my boyfriend makes decisions if I'm just beat and can't make a decision. I'm like, babe, I can't, I really don't want to (laughs) make a decision right now. Can you make it for me? I love when he does that. You know, and that's why I was kind of pissed at the Barbie movie because they made fun of women who, who feel that way. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. (laughs) Like, I appreciate that about my man. But anyway, my point is it's not, you don't, you, you don't just assume you always are the one making the decision because you, you can't do that. You have to make sure that she wants you to decide and come up with a solution by yourself without her. And if she doesn't want you and straight out say that to do it for her, then you have to involve her in coming up with the solution. That's when women will feel heard. That's when all these women will stop complaining, he doesn't listen to me. I don't feel heard. That's why I can't connect with him. That's why we don't have sex. All right, and you guys will be less anxious. You'll be more confident communicating because you'll actually get answers when you listen to her. And you'll be able to take more specific, better action that align with the two of you versus just you. And you could get out of chronic assuming and into a certainty within your relationship of knowing how to get the answers you need so that the actions you take totally match what she's looking for and what you're looking for. It's just going to feel so much better, like I said. So anyway, this is the difference between ineffective communication and effective communication. Um, And check out the PDF, though, and the training video still, because that will give you a more uh, simplistic definition overall. And I just want you to not give up. If you're listening to this and you're like, it's been years, I am not getting the point across, maybe it's because you've been doing it the same way. Like really, ask yourself, have I been trying to get answers the same way over and over and over and it's not working? What have I been missing? After listening to this podcast, what could I be doing that I'm not? or have never tried that might get me an answer. And then try it out and let me know. I love hearing these stories. I love it. I love this topic, it's really fun. But anyway, all right, that's it for today, guys. And if you are a man listening to this and you're struggling with premature ejaculation, 
I want you to know that I am relaunching my PE course next Tuesday. It's only for one day where I have a special relaunch where you'll get two special bonuses along with the course. And then on Wednesday, the price goes up. So if you want help overcoming your PE and having control over it, I want you to make sure that you're subscribed to my newsletter. So that's also in the link. Uh, in the description of this podcast episode. And that way you get all the information about this relaunch and what you'll be getting and how I can help you overcome your PE. All right, that's it. Have an amazing morning, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. And I'll talk to you soon. I hope this episode helped you. If it did, I would love for you to leave me an iTunes review. It would mean the world to me. You can also screenshot your favorite episodes and tag me on Instagram at Steph Ganowski. And before I go, remember, your sex life is as good as you make it out to be. Until next time.